So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson. And today I'm delighted to be joined by video cast host and technology business development professional, Rebecca Panapinto. How are you doing, Rebecca? Life is good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Great to have you on the program. And I'd really love to hear a little bit about, you know, just yourself, your background. What's the journey you've been on to take you to today here in 2022? Love it. Well, life is an adventure. Um, and I wouldn't say it's always been just one straight line because whose has been. Um, but the way I like to explain kind of my entrepreneurial journey to a lot of people is that it really started as me attempting to be a professional professional drummer. So I, uh, when I was 12, picked up the drums and fell in love with it. And got the bug to be like, Hey, I'm going to be a big rock star. So packed up, moved to Nashville at 19 and became this alter ego. I call Becca, the drummer was anywhere and everywhere, taking every single gig I could get until I played a show for about 10,000 people. I was 21 at the time and was like, okay, this is it up till midnight signing autographs. Like I've made it. This is like what I've dreamed about. Yeah. Then the reality set in as I got in the car, drove all the way back home, literally as the gig wrapped up to wake up and be a nanny the next day. <laughs> then the check came, right? Which I had agreed to it. I I wasn't surprised by it, but it was $150 for that show. Wow. And I had been paid better to be a nanny. Uh, yeah. So I realized at that point, like, okay, the entrepreneurial journey is not going to be being a professional drummer, but no better way to learn how to be entrepreneur than to have to sell yourself and sell your yeah. own skills and then show up and have to deliver. So I always tell people like, I still play a lot of drums, but the pursue is definitely subsided, just a hobby. And I'm very thankful that it led me to really an entrepreneurial career right now focused on like software sales, yeah. enterprise sales. Um, I've done some form of tech sales for gosh, over 10 years now. And it allows me to be extremely entrepreneurial, but within the context of a business that can deliver on really big, cool projects. And so it's been a really natural, organic turn from understanding like how to find opportunity, how to get the opportunity, how to deliver the, on the opportunity in music. But now I just do that to help companies build really cool software. Absolutely. Well, it's also a journey in terms of having several balls in the air at the same time, Rebecca, shall we say, in terms of the you know video casting, there's the musical side to you, uh, there's the, uh, the, the there's the software sales piece. So it's keeping all these balls in the air and having sort of several gigs on the go at the same time that are passions, but revenue streams as well, I guess. They are. And I think they all have a lot of similarities. Like even though drumming is very different than leading a sales presentation you still need a lot of the skill sets that is like thinking in ones and zeros like a techie yeah. does which drummers yeah. have to do it's creativity it's being able to read a room like all these things are very complementary between yeah. being the core of a band by playing drums and being a leader of a sales deal mm. um, so they're actually more similar than i think a lot of people realize because i do a lot of things i have a lot of interests but yeah. when it comes down to like the skill set and applying that just in different contexts, they really are very, very similar, which is why I love you know, those two different sides of the world yeah. really as much. 
and and maybe sort of also using the left brain right brain pieces and also uh, having that mindset that you can actually sort of bring across the best of the skills and utilize these and bring them to bear in different situations that's the ability to sort of uh, join the dots between these different situations and and maybe strip them down as well to their uh, why it's important and how you can use your skills and and talents mm-hmm. i just wish somebody would have told me that when i was first looking for a career change it would have been easier to be like so do you want me to help you understand what's involved in leading a band and in playing in front of 10,000 people? Like it has a ton of application to how and why I'm successful in the other world. I didn't know back then. So instead it was like, take a chance on me. And then I proved myself. Uh, so now that I see a lot of the parallels, I do some public speaking around that. And I'm yes. constantly encourage people to learn an instrument, learn to be in a band. And that will help you be that much more of a really good contributor to any kind of team in any kind of industry that you decide to serve. I think also just the basics of being able to hard work, dedication, which are in there. There's also presenting yourself uh, and presenting what you can do in front of an audience. You know, this is crucial, whether it's in the, uh, the, the online world or the offline world. This is more and more important for, I think, sort of any person who wants to sort of join the uh, join the workforce. I mean, it's very few roles where you can sort of hide these days. You need to be able to think about how you present yourself and have the have the guts and also a bit of the training and the the, the abilities to be able to get out there and present what you uh, what you know and what you can offer it's totally true kind of like a song three and a half minute song exactly. it's it's a sales pitch it's a similar yeah. thing you have to have it thought through you have to know how to communicate with the other people that are participating in it yes um, it's crazy when you think about like how many parallels and I'll draw one more parallel if you don't mind. Please do. Uh, because I have a newer hobby really in the last three, four years. I've got into obstacle course racing with Spartan. Wow. Especially I love the brand. And that okay. also has a ton of applications to helping me be a better professional. Like yeah. When I get to spend the weekend challenging myself on the hardest course in the United States <laughs> yes. for eight grueling hours and like having to cover a certain amount of mileage with all these obstacles along the way. I'm able to process other big problems and it helps me come back into the office like refreshed, but also not be intimidated by those different types of obstacle. Like they may not be a rope climb and monkey bars or the fire yeah. jump, other obstacles, but Hey, I wasn't freaked out when I was worn out in the heat and sun, you know, in the middle of Hawaii that weekend. <laughs> so why would I be freaked out in this other context? Um, so there's some cool things that like, I've learned through a hobby such as obstacle course racing yeah. as well that have a ton of parallels that I didn't realize until I got into it and started to realize the benefits that it offers me when I spend the weekend on a course and then come back to the office. I'm like, wow. So I like to start a lot of these races, like thinking about a problem I can solve. Yes. Granted, I'll get distracted along the way because I make friends and whatever. Like, yeah. Maybe there'll be somebody famous on the course. Um, but still, if I start with like a, thought of like a problem to solve there's something yeah. about exerting myself being in my body and spending this time on the course to help me process it yeah that helps me again come back to the office with a different view and a different approach to something that i might have felt stuck on well, i think that's absolutely fantastic because i still think there's far too many people who get stuck on this and think that these kind of things are distraction i need to have tunnel vision i need to be able to focus on one thing as opposed to having several sort of passions, activities, and actually drawing the parallels in terms of how they can use those skills in different situations, 
or also getting that sense of perspective as well to be able to uh, uh, refocus and um, rechannel um, activities and also mindset. I think you're onto something really, really powerful there, Rebecca, that probably is, is not explored sufficiently by the, uh, the, the, the majority of the population. Yeah, no, I agree. I think a lot of people spend their weekends differently and um, maybe have a different outcome because of that, but I've never like sat down and thought through it more strategically. Yeah. But I have two amazing mentors that have two different pieces of advice that really complement each other that have helped me really put together this interwoven dream life that I'm building. Yes. And um, one's advice is that life is one big project. Yes. So though there might be these different things, it's still my one big project, which is Rebecca Inc.'s life and like what is fulfilling and what makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And then another coach's advice is you really can have it all, but you have to figure out like what it is that is fulfilling. And you do have to say no and close some other doors. Right. But you still are allowed to have this one big project that is you as long as it all complements. So that's why I like to draw these these comparisons and understand like the skill set and things that can serve me by running a Spartan race, by yes. taking a gig. And if yeah. there's a situation where it's not going to serve me beyond just that environment, then that's what I say. no. Mm. To. But it mm. can serve me. It's just like coming back to what matters to me, taking notice of what's going on, being strategic about really what feels right and what's going to be best to serve what I want out of life. Yeah. So it's a case of working hard, which is a given, but also thinking hard in terms of where's the overlap? How do I uh, join these things together? And you know, we're, one of the most democratic things in the world is time. We've all got 24 hours every day. How do we spend it? And wh where do we focus our time and efforts? I suppose that's the thing as well, to really think about where you're going to get the most bang for the buck in terms of your energy, where it's going to give you the most in terms of your d development to take you on to the next step. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I think like, I've just never been a person that likes no <laughs> but I'm starting to see the more the power in no, but no to the right things. Yeah. Um, just saying no, because like, oh, I've got to stay focused and I've got to get something done that really like I may not be passionate about or may not serve me. Yeah. That takes away my energy and that disappoints me. And then I feel like I've like not allowed myself to enjoy something or it feels like there's been a rule or a restraint. Yeah. And that's very demotivating. But yeah. if it's like, a really good understanding of why it's a no and because these other things are going to serve me better, then I feel more confident. Mm. I'm like, okay, no is okay in this situation yeah, because of X, Y, Z. And now I'm going to run harder towards X, Y, Z without disappointment of like, well, I just told myself, no, like that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's also the advice that you give to people? Because obviously an old fashioned nine to five mindset would be a, would be a straight jacket for someone like yourself. Who's got so much energy, so many passions, so many things bubbling on at the same time. Um, what's your kind of advice to people so they don't get stuck. Is it to really sort of have the, see themselves as a project as your mentor tells you, or what's the kind of uh, rules of the road that you've brought in place? Well, my thought is the nine to five is really kind of a legacy mindset anyway yeah. COVID life really changed that um so if people one are already thinking within those constraints they probably don't love their job yes <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah if you really love your job like you shouldn't care if it's 
a time constraint. Should we just like get your 40 hours done? Yeah. Um, so I think of it as that. And I've thankfully had great bosses, mentors, jobs that yeah, because it, it's a sales role, especially like a lot of that has leeway. Um, but finding still what works with you within the context of what needs to be delivered for your company mm. and how to be a linchpin for your company and how to make your boss look and feel good. Yeah. That's how you're going to win. Like you just being online nine to five doesn't change anybody's life. Right. Like in some yeah. cases for me, if I wasn't all in, like it was a disservice. It's like you have me, but my heart's not in it. And mm -hmm. so if you really want people that are going to push your company forward and help you be successful and achieve company goals like you need their heart in it and you need to figure yeah. out how to make it intriguing for them mm -hmm. what work schedule is going to work for them i mean there's all these like data points about like the circadian rhythm and diet and all these things that affect things that like you have to understand that when people come to work for you they have all these elements that make them superhuman that's yeah. awesome and powerful but if like what you're asking of them doesn't serve their lifestyle like they're not productive at 8 a.m and you're scheduling 8 a.m calls it's just not yes. gonna work <laughs> um and i think employers yeah. especially like I, I used to work for zoom they were great about helping people understand that and their working styles and making it work for you yeah and you're going to get more loyalty and more success with that approach than being like you need to be in the office at 8 a.m yeah it, it's going to be a dying ask <laughs> exactly and i think that you know more of the focus on the value that you can bring to a project or an organization or any kind of tasks that surely should be the the the, the focus as we go forward as opposed to this presenteeism of being in a physical place nine to five five days a week for example even if you're sort of not being productive i think that the the whole focus has to change and hopefully if there's one good thing we can take out of the covid19 pandemic it's that that there's much more sort of flexibility and that needs to be standard as opposed to uh, a nice to have. Yeah. There's this term too, that is, you know, viral right now that I'm still processing myself, but quiet quitting. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think it's funny that somebody just like put a, a name to it when really what it is, is like, again, doing what you've been asked being there nine to five. Yeah. but not being all in. Um, exactly. And it's not really quiet quitting. In my opinion, it's still asking, doing what's asked of you, Yeah, but it shows a misalignment between who you're working for and yourself Yeah, of it being a, a successful situation. Yeah. And so, um, you know, mm. it's something that can be addressed and be worked through to lead to success. Or it's a really good indicator of like, you know, we're just missing the mark here. And like, there's probably a better scenario out there for both of us. Yeah. Um, so you don't have this situation where somebody's just like checking the box. Um, yeah. I think from a employer standpoint, that's got to be super disappointing because who wants somebody who's just checking the box? Absolutely. And from a personal perspective, like it's so unfulfilling. Yeah. So just yeah. like move on. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, that's absolutely it, Rebecca. I think people overcomplicate these things sometimes. You know, you're not happy with something change it if it's really sort of a thing that you know it's in the mindset as a as, as an, a complete anchor and you're spending so much of your time doing it after a certain period of time you probably think it's probably best to move on to something that's going to get you give you more passion going to keep you more fulfilled and make you sort of jump out of bed in the morning and think right I'm going to do this this and this as opposed to oh my god I just have to I have to I have to sort of grind through my hours 
and then I can go and do something else that I that, that I enjoy more. It's it's a really sad reflection, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, I've even noticed myself as I'm working with coaches and things like that. I love to work out. If it's a yeah. Spartan weekend, I have no problem being up at 5 a.m., getting my pack <laughs> ready, heading out to that course, right? Yeah. But if I wake up and I have an 8.30 or 9 a.m. call I don't want to do, yeah. for some reason I don't do my workout. It's really bizarre. Like it, yeah. it, it, it come, it works backwards. It works against me. Whereas like in any other scenario, like my highlight is go to the gym first thing in the morning and put right. a couple hours in, you know, yeah. but if there's something like I'm dreading and it's a situation that I'm having to walk into that doesn't serve me, like all of a sudden, and it's a terrible mindset and it's a terrible thing to have as like a reaction to that scenario, but it yeah. happens. And like, that's just not the life I want. I want to be like, I'm up at 5 a.m. ready to do my workout regardless of what calls at 8.30 or 9. Yeah. And if I can choose what that 8.30 or 9 call is, even better. Like, I'll be yeah. at the gym until I need to be on the call. Heck, I'll figure out a way, like, I could be at the gym to do sales calls. <laughs> Who knows? Like, there's all these different ways yes. you can approach it. Like, right. That one might be, like, you know, my next career, like a dream career that I get to, like, do deals on a treadmill. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, but, wow. Um, Imagine. Or, or on a Spartan course. Yes. But the right people, though. Um, with the right it's people funny how that works yeah well. <laughs> i so. think it's, I, I, I think that's great i think it's the, the it's it's amazing how these things but negativity and not being in the right place i think that just shows how it can sort of uh, uh it, it, it can really sort of uh manifest itself in so many different ways but it's usually not going to be positive however it takes its t- takes its form yeah no it's so true it really, and no. it just takes time to like to breathe and get to know yourself and notice these yeah. things to realize it. Um, every day I notice something else of like, huh, like how did that make me feel? How did that serve me? How did it not serve me? And the more that you yeah. can focus on the things that do, mm. life, life just gets better. Uh, and uh, you can course correct quickly too. If you notice it, right. you can course correct quickly. The problem is if you're not noticing it, you fast forward and a year of your life goes by and you're like, wow, I only worked out on the weekends like how right. did that happen you know yeah. what I mean? yeah no i think i think that's it as well to sort of know yourself enough to be able to see the signals and be able to take the corrective action because as we all know if you go too far down a road whether it's a dead end or just the wrong path it takes a long time to back up and start on a new path again as well so it's best to make the corrections earlier rather than later mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be painful either way <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be painful either way, but I guess that's how these things work. We, we we learn sometimes more from the negative stuff than the positive stuff. But as long as we make the um, the changes more than anything else, and how do you see this in terms of you know now that we have n- new channels, we have more technology than ever before uh, available to us, is this a help or a hindrance, Rebecca? How's it uh, how's it helping us in this journey to make the the, the right steps and allow us to play to our strengths i think it can be more a help than a hindrance because you can pivot fast you can grab new revenue streams fast um you can learn new skills and and just try quicker you know a b testing like quick where i see it as a hindrance and and this is something i've noticed with myself is that you move on too quickly sometimes and it's like you don't give yourself enough space you don't give something a rule, something you're testing, a product, enough space to even be successful. Like great example for me is I'm in enterprise sales. 
Yeah. Most enterprise sales don't happen sub six months. It's just it doesn't happen. Right. Companies can't can't sign an MSA, can't sign a contract that fast. So if you're in an enterprise environment and you're changing things in less than six month increments, you may be the problem. Like right. you, you might not be trying and approaching the scenario right. But if there is something that you've been doing for 12 months that isn't working, isn't serving, that is a time to like, okay, let's fix this. Let's adjust yeah. this. Because yeah. um, you have to think about the scenario with that. Granted, things like social media, you know, health and fitness diet like those things do change faster that like yeah. that could be in every 30 day reiteration and change but in things like enterprise sales and things like maybe working with a band too that takes a while to build chemistry right like, you got to give it a little more time and space before you're you know uprooting or changing things <laughs> or else then like people just get whiplash <laughs> yeah i can imagine and and i suppose this is the, like, like everything there's always a sort of uh a positive and a negative to it as well. And I think that, um, you know, all these ideas, all these possibilities, you know, that really are endless are, are, are great. But I guess there's also the, the there's the, uh, there's the negative side for a lot of people who maybe like to be in their box. They like a very simple, uh, uh, ordered way of doing things. Now that the possibilities are endless in terms of career, lifestyle, life choices, other people who are just overwhelmed by the, uh, the the opportunities and the options that they it scares them to death. Mm, oh, I can fall in that camp. Sometimes. Really? I'm like, okay. oh yeah, there's there's so many options. I want to do it all. Right. Okay. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Like doing it all all the time does not make me wealthy, successful, okay. a specialist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's where like coaching has come to help a lot. Like yeah. stopping and breathing and sitting on a beach or meditating helps a lot. Um, Cause I can wake up some days and yeah, I want to do everything or I want to figure out like, how do I make money in every scenario? Like, okay. and the reality is every part of my day does not need to be business. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's balanced. And for me, I find a lot of it in coaching and people help me be like, hold on. Is yeah. that part of your one big project? Like, <laughs> does that really serve you? And it's like, yeah, you're right. I'm just getting like, excited and i just want to try the new shiny thing and again like i'm teaching yeah. myself like no enterprise deal is done in less than six months like give it six months yes yeah 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 so you've got coaches around you, which is important and also Multiple. yourself you can actually sort of rein yourself in and the alarm bells can ring sometimes when there's when, when there's too much going on mm -hmm. yeah good. one of my coaches calls it a pinball and like my head sometimes feels like a <laughs> pinball and I've had to learn ways to like stop that. And for me, like being on a Spartan course, playing drums, a lot of those things help like mellow the pinball yeah. because I'm very much in my body and focused and yeah. um, just doing something different. And then I can come back and problem solve better, but mm. it's a learning experience. I mean, um, <coughs> you know, as a, like a thinker and somebody that gets in their head a lot, you need these people to bounce this off and like see things for you. Mm. But then also there is a healthy, like, mentorship relationship that i have with myself and like yeah. healthy understanding of myself that is a good balance for being able to be like oh i noticed this and that then yeah. gives me something to process with a coach with an outside mm. situation but also that sort of the harmony between the physical and the mental that you've really tapped into that one feeds off the off the other you can't be uh, uh just focusing on one side of it. it's the same way that sort of grandmasters at chess 
you know, they go on for uh, grueling exercise campaigns, a lot of physio, a lot of weights sometimes just to try and get them physically in shape because that helps with the mental element of these things as well. Oh, yeah. One without the other is dangerous. Yeah. Especially because like your brain is always messing with you and you don't even realize it. <laughs> and it can be so impacted by like what you ate, if you worked out, yeah. how you feel. Um, that it can be a tricky thing that a lot of times, like, especially if you're not feeling a workout and you just do that workout and like 20 minutes in, you're getting endorphins and your body's telling you like, heck yes, it mm. just completely changes your state. And then you're thankful you did it. But if you yeah. to just listen to your brain, like, again, you can go a year without working out. So it's mm. a balance between the two that for me, I'm constantly challenging myself to be more in my body because yeah. you can just, you can lose, lose a lot of touch with reality. Honestly, if you're only letting your brain do the like leading. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it's an important element for more people to ground themselves with, because I think it's very easy for people to go one way or the other and not see that it's all part of the same machine. Uh, and then the, the, the two don't operate in isolation. And uh, yeah, if you let them run off by themselves, I, I think uh, you're absolutely right. They can be sort of uh, really quite wild consequences sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everybody's experienced it somehow firsthand in their own, Absolutely. own way and learning about yourself and how you do that and how to rein it in and control it. And yeah. use a lot of the elements of it to your advantage is good. Mm. And what's your thought about sort of the, the enterprise corporate world at the moment? Do you think they're on the right path? Do you think they know how to be able to harness the talent and expertise that they need? Do you think they're making the, the changes to the, uh, to, to, to the world of work that is going to keep people engaged, keep people motivated, keep people delivering value to the organization? Or is it kind of still an old style mindset that seems to reign in a lot of cases? Everybody's favorite answer. It depends on the company. Love it. Um, there are companies doing it well, like Zoom. Um, I've seen other companies too. And it's just, it's very much depends on the value set of leadership. Yeah. Even like a startup could be doing it well or not. Just because yeah. you're a startup doesn't mean that you're like, you know, exempt from the problems that happen when there's a higher amount of numbers of employees. Right. Um, so it really depends on the leaders and their <coughs> value sets and if they're working on themselves or not. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that like, as I'm grown in my career and as I look to, you know, support other people, take consulting gigs, be a mm. part of other communities. Like it really matters about the leader. Um, product doesn't matter. Typically, like, I mean, you still have to have a, a good product, but yeah, without a good leadership team and people that are going to take care of, you know, their personal capital mm. and helping people, people be successful in whatever environment, like it still can be a not so great scenario. Yeah. Um, so more and more, I think people focusing on leadership and investing in their leaders, whether it's a 10,000 employee company or a 10 person employee company, yeah. that's going to be able to be like the time tested, true, like eye into success yeah. in that environment is the leadership. Well, I think it's also, it should be enlightened self-interest as well. I mean, with the, 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 the war for talent, there's less and less really good people out there in a whole a whole number of cases and uh, uh, roles that to access the, uh, the the skills and the expertise that are required 
you know, the leadership needs to tap into what's there to be able to make themselves attractive to the workforce and the uh, and the open talent that exists, I guess, in a in a global setting, not just a national setting. I totally agree. Well, it's interesting to see the like freelance economy yeah. that some of the best people just they've had enough and they go freelance and they make more money. And yeah. so then that company to get them back and work with them is paying a multiple of an hourly rate and only getting a <laughs> fraction of their time right. because they just couldn't keep them engaged in a full time mm. scenario. And like the talented, smart people, they realize these things and then they go out on their own mm. and um, it only can make sometimes the engagement back to maybe where they started more expensive for the employer who just kind of maybe missed the boat, but like more yeah. power to those people realizing their worth and what they can do and their power and being able to multiply it and like have a, a more magnitude impact if they're in a situation where they're just unable to do that. Um, so I love to see the freelance economy taking off more and more and people being able to be successful doing like the projects and the work that they really like Absolutely. versus getting bogged down by the administrative and like, you know, the too many internal calls that just don't, yeah. don't serve everyone. Absolutely. Well, amen to all that, Rebecca. And I think that with the sort of the, the the right talent and expertise pointing in the right direction, I think we're in a good place. And also mm -hmm. with you uh, um, singing from the same hymn sheets and being able to spread knowledge uh, as you're doing at the moment through your work, I think it's really powerful and really engaging. So I really appreciate you spending some time today for us to have this conversation and discuss some of these elements and look forward to following your ongoing journey as well awesome yeah i love this this was so much fun you let me talk about things i'm super passionate about that i don't get to talk there about every day so <laughs> i loved it and uh anything else i can do to support the show i'm here for exactly. it exactly oh well thank you very much indeed an absolute pleasure and we shall speak to you again soon thanks talk soon glenn <laughs>